And that was the voice of the voice, quite frankly, perhaps the greatest ring announcer in all of pro wrestling history, Howard Finkel. We're going to talk about him in just a little bit. But good day, good Friday, happy Friday to everyone joining us today. Welcome to the Faction Quick Hits. I hope you guys are doing well. What a week it's been in our world and in the world of pro wrestling. So if you're listening, thank you. You survived, you've made it through another week, and it is absolutely cause for celebration. I want to shout out everybody who's been following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. What a week we've had. Thank you for tuning in and connecting and responding and commenting. We really appreciate it. And for those who are subscribed to this podcast, thank you so much. If it's your first time joining us, welcome aboard to this crazy ride we call The Faction. So we started the show in a bit of a different way as we are paying tribute to the legendary WWE Hall of Fame announcer, Howard Finkel, who passed away this week at age 69. Now, this is the voice, quite frankly, that really created a generation of wrestlers. He was the announcer of announcers, starting his WWE career in Madison Square Garden in 1977. He would become the signature voice for WWE, working for them full-time in 1979, and he is the very first WWE employee. Just think about that. Now, if you don't know, wrestlers are contractors or independent contractors. But when we talk about employees, we're talking about people who are absolutely employed uh, by the WWE. And so certainly a big, big move. He was employed with the WWE for the lion's share of his life. Um, and his calls were so so important that right now there's a hashtag uh, that has been used now for the last couple of years when we have a new champion and it's called and new hashtag and new and that all came from the work that Howard Finkel has done he is certainly going to be missed but his calls will live with us forever I absolutely was inspired by what he did to do what I'm doing now, to be able to be uh, both a color commentator, to do what I'm doing in radio, et cetera, et cetera. So shout out to his family. Um, if you'll remember, one of the early pieces of WWE programming was a show called Legends House. He was a part of that show, and I had the privilege of meeting him in 2014 during WrestleMania 30 access met him met mean gene okerland had a great time with both of them just fantastic people and now they are both together so our thoughts and prayers go out to howard finkel his friends his family and his fans this is capping off what has been a historically bad week for wwe whether it was all of the situations going on with them being named essential personnel and the seemingly 
obvious connection to an $18.5 million donation coming from Linda McMahon's super PAC to Vince McMahon being a part of Donald Trump's uh, economic revival crew, uh, which featured 16 heads of sports organizations around the world. Of course, everybody remembers Bloody Wednesday when uh, over 30 WWE superstars and producers and on-air talent were released. And I also want to make this mention, too. Because sometimes the people who are often forgotten about are the people who are behind the scenes. There were a lot of great people who lost their jobs on Wednesday. Writers, uh, people who work in costume design, cameramen, folks who travel with the WWE. It was a very, very difficult day. And then add to that the first employee of WWE passes yesterday. So a tough, tough time for WWE and a lot of controversy as well. Well, um, now I do want to mention one thing that perhaps hasn't been talked about. Um, if you remember historically, it is usually shortly after WrestleMania when WWE tends to make budget cuts. They tend to release a number of superstars. Historically, that has happened um, many, many times before, virtually every year. What makes this one different, you ask? Well, I think what makes it different is this is in the environment of coronavirus. COVID-19 was labeled as the reason for these budget cuts um, and then just the sheer amount of people. This is far more people than any single release we've ever seen. And you also didn't just see newer superstars being released. You saw folks who have been in the company for a long time. Take a Zack Ryder who's been in the company for somewhere between 14 to 16 years, whose work on social media, quite frankly, ended up being the trailblazer for WWE and many WWE superstars to be able to make a, a real impact by way of social media. Consider a Fit Finley 46 years in the pro wrestling business and when people start talking about who's responsible for the women's revolution or evolution in our business you can name on-air talent like perhaps Paige or Charlotte or you know Trish Stratus but the person you need to name is Fit Finley. Fit Finley is the one who trained all of these women in the modern era, not just to fight like a diva, but to fight like a superstar, to fight like a man, to fight hard and to make these matches enjoyable and something that we want to watch when we stop saying, oh, it's two women fighting and we just say it's two superstars fighting. The man responsible for that, Fit Finley, backstage producer. Kurt Angle, who was a backstage producer, uh, came on, of course, after retiring from WWE. And uh, it's just amazing to see the list of people. Think about this. Mike Rotundo, now, if you're not familiar with that name, um, let me just give you a little history on Mike Rotundo. Mike Rotundo, former WWE Tag Team Champion. Uh, as a matter of fact, he, along with Barry Windham, walked into WrestleMania One as the Tag Team Champions. He's also been known by a name called IRS, Erwin R. Scheister. So the, the fact that Erwin R. Scheister was released on April the 15th, Tax Day, is crazy. He was known as Michael Wall Street in WCW. He was a part of the Varsity Club along with uh, Rick Steiner and Kevin Sullivan in WCW. And for those who don't know, he's also the father of Bo Dallas 
and one Bray Wyatt. Yeah, you're talking about somebody very influential in the pro wrestling business. A lot of great people. And those are just a few of the names. Uh, Shane Helms, who was formerly known as the Hurricane, who came on as a producer. Sean Devari, who came on at the top of last year. Um, it, it, it's just amazing to see the people who uh, who ended up losing things. Lance Storm. Lance Storm, who relocated from Canada to come to the U.S. to be a producer for WWE. Lance Storm, who spent quite a bit of time in ECW, WCW, WWE, one of the most influential wrestlers and trainers in this business. A lot of people lost their jobs. And it's a sad, sad day in WWE. And so don't just look at or think about the names of the people who are in front of the camera, because as we've seen in any form of entertainment or sports, the person in the front of the camera is the one who might get the glory. But the person behind the camera, behind the scenes, off stage is the person that really helps to make things happen. And so when you lose many, many years of wrestling experience like that, where do they go? What do they do? And then you have new talents like MJ Jenkins, who was really just starting in NXT. Uh, Josiah Williams, also known as Russell and Flow, who has done a, an exemplary job in NXT. Um, you know, it, it's it's incredible to watch. And as I name these names, there's a story behind every single name. So our thoughts and prayers are with those folks who are now trying to navigate life, now trying to figure out, do I still want to be a part of the wrestling business? And if so, where do I go? Do you go to AEW? And here's my next question. Will AEW be doing budget cuts? After all, you know, their only time on the road is week to week going to uh, AEW Dynamite. That's not happening. So you have a lot of people who potentially are on the payroll who are not uh, on the road right now. And their episodes of AEW Dynamite are being recorded and they're not airing live. Hence the episode that we saw this week that featured a TNT Championship quarterfinal match between Lance Archer and Colt Cabana and the empty arena title match between John Moxley and Jake Hager, which let me just say this. I had a hard time with that match for a really simple reason. It was recorded at the Daily Place. Jim Ross was doing commentary, and as much as we love Jim Ross, and I do, Jim Ross has been kept home because he is in that age range of folk who could potentially catch the virus and it's most dangerous. So he's been home. Which means that this match was taped weeks ago. In this era of live wrestling, a match taped weeks ago automatically loses its luster, automatically loses its thunder. And perhaps that can explain why for the second consecutive week, NXT beats AEW in the ratings. That's right. AEW scores another loss. NXT brings in 692,000 viewers compared to 683,000 viewers on USA. So it's pretty crazy to see 
Uh, last week, it was a 1,000 viewer difference. This week, it is close to a 10,000 viewer difference, about 9,000 viewers different. Uh, WWE's NXT uh, brought us some very interesting matches, including a tag team title match that saw Matt Riddle and the debuting Timothy Thatcher defeat the Undisputed Era. We saw the return of Finn Balor. Um, we saw a lot of great things on NXT. And so NXT, um, through the pandemic, now for the second consecutive week, defeating AEW. Before we go, I want to mention this, which I think is also interesting. The weird juxtaposition of people being released from NXT versus people debuting on NXT all on the same night. We saw Timothy Thatcher debut. We saw Killer Cross debut at the end of the show. Um, we've seen a number of debuting talents while people are being released. I don't know if that was planned, but it does seem a little weird. I don't know. Anyway, let me get your thoughts on what uh, we've talked about today here on Quick Hits, the passing of Howard Finkel, also uh, these releases from WWE, and NXT versus AEW. I'd love to hear from you by way of social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Check it out. Let us know what you think. And, of course, continue to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and, of course, whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard and Brandon Clack. Together, we are The Faction.